Hi, you are listening to High Value Woman, brought to you by the New Feminist Magazine. We are your hosts, Ellie Massiara Fielding. Oi, migas. It's Adam Sasfati Rawlings. How y'all doing? <laughs> you know, you've shot yourself in the foot because you're going to have to get more and more creative every episode now. <laughs> I know. Gonna, it's like amping it up. When we get to episode 100, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> it's going to be a whole monologue by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh, it's Pride. Happy Pride, guys. It's the month Happy of Pride. June. The month of June, the month of the gays, the days, and everyone in between. And also, just so everybody knows, this is going to be um, our first Pride episode. We will be having a second, or we should be having a second. Um, which yeah, Watch this space. Yeah, watch this space. We might be having a very special guest. Okay, obviously, we always kick off the episode with uh, Femi Fact or Thought, but since it's Pride, you know that we are obviously going to do a little Pride LGBTQ plus uh, Fact or Thought. Um, should I go? Go ahead, honey. Mine is short and sweet. Um, and, you know, since it's Pride in the UK, I thought I'd, you know, be a bit patriotic. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lay it on me. Um, in the like early 1600s, you might know this. I didn't know this, but um, Buckingham Palace used to be a gay brothel. I did not know that. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, obviously not Buckingham Palace, but, but in like the, the act- site that it was built on, the exact spot. Yeah, it was a it was a big gay brothel. You know what? Given what the royal family represents to quite a lot of people, I feel that like that's a little bit of like. I find that it's so a little satisfying. Bit, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit satisfying. I'm not like a staunch Republican by any means, but I'm also not a royalist. But, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, do you really need them? No. And <laughs> that feels like a little reclamation, even it, though, if anything, it's the opposite. They built on the space of a gay, a site for gay sex workers. But, you it know. makes me want to go and run over to Buckingham Palace and knock on the door and be like, hey, 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 guess what? Do you know? <laughs> Did <like>... you know? <laughs> <laughs> they probably know, but I've, I've actually toured the palace twice. And... Have you? I've not been in once. <laughs> ah, I actually might be going again this year. The timings align. I forget exactly when it's open. But, Why? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being a bit of a tour guide to Americans later on oh. in the year. Okay, um, my okay, best okay, friend fair. and her friend who's never been to the UK before so we're doing quite a lot of like the touristy stuff oh okay um but from what I recall they don't include that factoid on the official Buckingham Palace tour of course they don't because why would they want to do that but I think it should be front and center to be honest especially Pride Month somebody exactly. should write it on the walls <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's a brilliant idea <laughs> all right go on hit me with yours Okay, so this is something that people might know, might not know. So this actually relates kind of to me directly. So I identify as third gender, which is a Hindu concept. Um, Basically, it's a similar idea to being non-binary, but just the sort of semantics are a bit different and the sort of spiritual implications are a bit different. So India legally recognizes a third gender. So if you're an Indian citizen, you can have a, I believe they classify it as a T on your passport instead of an M or an F. But did you know that India is not the only country that does that? Actually, all of its neighbours, including Pakistan and Iran, which are both Muslim nations, 
recognize transgender individuals and third gender individuals and in Iran the reasons for this are sometimes quite um nefarious but trans women will actually get state-funded transitions in Iran the caveat of that though is that the Iranian government will forcibly make gay men transition to women because that's what they perceive being gay as they don't see them as separate things and it kind of shows that you know with one hand you get and the other hand takes but Mm. I think it's just interesting to think about how in parts of the world where we maybe think there aren't necessarily the most open ideas about sexuality and gender there is cognizance and cultural um cultural basis for understanding gender as being more than just men and women which I think is pretty cool oh wow okay obviously I knew about part I knew part of that fact but I did not know the second part so that's really interesting and you know what makes me think about those um you know those travel lists for like gay couples or gay people in general um like where to go and where to definitely avoid is that I see some that are like LGBTQ plus and it's sort of like one box like not to go or go but that makes me think is it sort of safer for some people depending on whether you're trans or gay or yeah I wonder if there should be it's actually lists it's an interesting point of conversation because I've got a bit of a different opinion to a lot of people on traveling to perceived unfriendly nations when it comes oh, to really? being LGBT, LGBTQ plus, I should say. So I've been to Morocco before where it is illegal to be homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out at the time. I was about 18, 17. Um, Wait, did you I say illegal or legal? Illegal. Oh yeah, I was going to say, okay. I felt really comfortable in Morocco and I was lucky that I had a bit more of an understanding of Muslim culture just from like the, my studies at the time and know how an Islamic nation operates a little bit but mm-hmm. I felt really safe because I exercised a degree of respect. I didn't try to compromise on my queerness but I also didn't try to I didn't try to make it a point either. Mm. And I appreciate that for some people that feels like, well, why are you putting yourself back in the closet? That's not what I perceive myself to be doing. I think that to a degree, if there's a country with a strong tourist infrastructure, like Morocco has or Egypt or the Emirates or um, Indonesia, um, countries where gay rights aren't the best, I think if you exercise a degree of caution you can travel there. It's just you have to be obviously calculating about whether that's something that you want to decide to do or not. And I also appreciate how some people don't want to give money towards a country that has such views legally. But in general, I think that if you are careful and you you make an educated decision about where you choose to travel, you can be okay in countries that are perceived as being less open to gay people because in general people there may not be the most understanding because there's not a lot of exposure to our way of life in the media but in my experience people all over the world are very friendly very open Mm. and yeah that's where I come from with it 
that's a really interesting point of view um i think people probably just come from a place of of like a lot of fear which is understandable absolutely um, so but that is really interesting i think I, I would say to be cautious because there are some parts of the world as beautifully optimistic as your sentiment is i do think there are some yeah. places where you just gotta be a there are careful. some countries that i would not travel to yeah again, and some and some people decision yeah and some people just don't want the ad because you know they want to go and relax so like yeah. if they're not like exploring and they just want to chill they just don't want to be somewhere they're like hassled or you know discriminated against which is also yeah. understandable and to be honest if you want to experience a specific region of the world say like if you want to experience a middle eastern culture or a middle eastern destination um lebanon is very is quite gay friendly comparative to the rest of the region if you wanted to experience an African destination that's more open, South Africa, Botswana, and Namibia are all great places to go. They're all quite open. I mean, you can gay marriage was legal in South Africa before it was here. Oh wow, wow! We should um, do a travel list. Yeah, we should. We Actually, should. that's a really good idea. Actually, um, let us know could... if you if that would be. Yeah, let us know. One helpful. for women as well. Um, I think would be really important. Yeah, 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 for sure. Cause... I'm definitely getting more and more into like the solo travel vibes as well as I get older. Ooh. So to be fair, nowhere safe for women. <laughs> literally yeah. nowhere. That, if men that's true, exist actually. there, yeah, that's, that's so true. Actually, like I said, all this like nowhere is truly safe because men are there. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> there's that one village in Kenya where no men are allowed, and that sounds like utopia. Omoja. Um, yeah, Omoja, Omoja. Yeah, it means yeah, unity yeah. in Swahili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it does honestly sound like a fucking vibe. <laughs> like, it sign really me up. Does. <laughs> Do you know what I hate though? In media, where it's like, where there are movies or TV shows, a TV show episodes or whatever, where there's like, where that is a reality, where there's like a matriarch or a woman only society. Like, I know there's an episode of Rick and Morty where there's that and I know there's a film as well I don't remember the name of the film but it's like set in the future where women are like this like elite society uh, I see and men live like homeless people like outside this really oh I've seen clips of that on TikTok I think yeah that's literally where I found it as well but in all of the scenarios that I've seen where that is portrayed it's like black mirror style or like dystopia almost offensive as if to it's almost like hollywood are like subliminally saying like yeah. that's not gonna work like don't do that i think they're scared i think they're catching on to our ideas too. and they're like oh my god <laughs> we need to make sure they know that this isn't this wouldn't work <laughs> there's definitely a scrambling going on well you can't fool me <laughs> ellie is on to you she's on your ass like grass <laughs> exactly exactly what does pride mean to you and to me and to the world <laughs> okay yeah I love that um first of all because I'm like the queen of like plugging our own content um if you want to know more about the history of pride definitely check out an article we have on it it's called like the radical and dirty history of pride and it's really good well written piece article. it is so definitely read that um but pride pride is a protest to me first and foremost absolutely yeah um like you know it's about celebrating individuality and protesting for the rights of what for lgbt rights like that's what it is first and foremost um what about you 
So I always kind of say that every day is my pride. Oh, I love that. Everybody see, should say that. Yeah, I, I really think that it should be that. I mean, that doesn't negate the importance of Pride Month or LGBT History Month, which is in February here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, truly believe that actual time in our calendar to reflect on our history and where we've been and where we're going and how also to acknowledge that we are quite lucky in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we just know about like different situations around the world. Um, the situation in the Western world is pretty shit right now. Looking at you, America especially, um, mm. but also here, also place like Italy. I know they've got really stringent laws coming into effect soon. Mm. Um, but in general, it's a reminder that our work isn't done. Yeah, there's still a long way to go, and I think people don't realize or appreciate that. You no, know, we still got a lot of work to do, both in and outside of the community. Yeah, I kind of view it as like a bit of a kick up the ass for our community yeah. to be like, hey, you know, come on, let, let's be still fighting, like don't give up. And I think that's why it's a celebration because it's also kind yeah. of like you need that pick me up with the, the, the your community exactly. to be like, let's, let's fucking do this. <laughs> it's almost like an opportunity to kind of go back to basics and appreciate everywhere that we've been, all the things that our community has gone through in the past like few years past decades out throughout mm. history and it's a time to rally and be like this is all great but we still got a lot more progress to make 100 yeah i would agree but with that for me when i say that every day is my pride i know that just from my day-to-day experience homophobia transphobia alive and well they're still kicking like they're still you know they're like they're like share with a comeback tour. Like you mm. know, they're not going to stop until fully out of the game, which they're not. I don't think they ever will be. Well, they might um, die out because it's mostly the older generation. I mean, I just like I pray share, so I really in that analogy, you know, keep her protected. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we'll I freeze her. That... <laughs> absolutely, her and Dolly. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Um. I say that every day is my pride though because I've I've got to a point in my own life where I'm very comfortable in my queerness. I understand what it means. I understand what my gender is and my sexuality is and how they interact with each other. And I just have a lot of fucking fun. I'm just like, I'm here to ruffle some feathers from some bigots, you know. <laughs> make people in the street double take because they're like what the hell is that walking down the street and just have a whole lot of fun I love that I've I've said it before and I'll say it again I absolutely admire your strength and your authenticity authenticity because like that's one hard thing to develop like people spend their whole lives getting to a place where they can be their authentic selves and celebrate that and you know be brave in displaying it in their own way um and you you can just like you just do it <laughs> it's I mean, amazing I'm, I'm still a work in progress like everybody is Aren't for we sure. all? <laughs> like I don't want anyone to hear this and think oh well Adam's got it all figured out so like why have I not got it all figured out because trust me I really don't I mean nobody really does literally nobody yeah. does I don't like nobody does but I think it is a really special thing when you can celebrate that part of yourself yeah I think that's worth sharing thank you i appreciate that um i feel like i'm well on my way to like 
you know being truly comfortable in my skin I feel like I'm like 99% of the way there but there's still there's always room to grow there's always room to develop I like we said in another podcast I'm pretty sure um 30s apparently that's where it's at that's when you're like I don't care (laughs) I really don't care about anything I am looking forward to that, but I'm really not looking forward to the three where the two used to be. <laughs> really? I don't mind. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm that scared about getting older. Oh, uh, we said this in the Georgie um, podcast. I'm, oh, that was it. Yeah. I'm fucking terrified of 30, man. I'm so scared <laughs> of 30. Real? Why? Yeah. I think I'm scared of 30 because, first of all, I am scared of physically aging because... Right. It kind of relates to my gender identity, you know. I'm at a place right now where I'm in homeostasis with how I relate to my body and my gender. Mm, but okay. if I get older and, you know, say my hair started to thin and I started to go bald, which mm. is a real a possibility, you know, there is baldness in my family. Um, I mean, luckily, everyone else who went bald, it kicked in before they got to my age now. But, you know, I... I worry that if that sort of thing happened, would it make me have to reassess my gender? Would you? Would it be like, would questions that I thought had been resolved be opened again? Which, you know, if they do, that's fine. Um, but also just on like a emotional level, like a personal level, I, I feel like I have the fear of not feeling like I've done enough yet. And I know that it's stupid. And I know that like 25 is you're a fucking minnow basically literally people are starting businesses in their 70s don't even but like at the same time i look at say my sister she's getting married in september she's got a house she's got cats she's got a husband you know it's hard not to compare yourself for sure yeah and she's only 18 months old i mean she's basically got a picket fences up and you sometimes look at your own life and i'm really happy with my life and I know that I wouldn't want the alternative right now, but sometimes you feel like, oh God, like, why am I not like, why have I not got a man yet? Why is no one asking to marry <laughs> them yet? Like, why have I not, why am I not on the property ladder yet? You know, all those sort of things. And you have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Adam, it's fine. Shut up. You're a kid. I tell, I tell you what, the patriarchy was, is, the patriarchy is responsible for exactly like 99% of this. Like, especially, you know, the, the aging like physically aging because it's so different like if you're a man like a cis man you're just like chilling you look you, you look good the more you age like pe- like yeah, girls girls a love whole a thing in our culture zaddy. about like exactly there's a whole thing in our culture about like the silver fox yeah 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 but that doesn't exist for women no. or any other gender actually because let's be honest the older you get if you're not just if you're not a man like it just doesn't apply does it like wrinkles don't sit right and things like that you still get judged to hell so yeah fuck the patriarchy basically is what i'm trying to say the patriarchy exactly (laughs) i feel like this year i've said this so many times but i feel like this year is particularly an important one for pride there's it's just been it's just been a mad one you mentioned um the shit happening in the u.s i found a um 
just a little summary for those who are confused or maybe don't know a lot about it or maybe keep hearing it but you're not really sure what make what's sure you happening. see it for this guys it's, it's, it's rough it's a very short summary but i feel like it's okay. a, it gives Still, you a really yeah. good idea of like how severe the situation is so this is basically a year to date so, so like 2023 um anti-lgbtq plus legislative activity so far so over 520 anti-lgbtq plus bills have been introduced in state legislations over 220 bills specifically target transgender and non-binary people and uh, a record 70 anti-lgbtq laws have been enacted so far including and these are just ones that have actually gone through. They've worked, like, they're passed. Yeah, they're um, in law now. Yeah. Um, and that's 70. So can we just... 70. Ugh. That is insane. And they are 15 for laws banning gender-affirming care for transgender youth. Youth as well. Let me emphasise. Seven laws requiring or allowing misgendering of transgender students. Two laws targeting drag performers and performances three laws creating a license to discriminate and um, four laws censoring school curriculum, including books. So that was just a few of them. That's like 70, including these. That's obviously not 70 of them. Yeah, it's, but it, it is, it is disgusting. There's no two ways about revolting. it. absolutely revolting. It's revolting. Well, it's like my best friend is from the States mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, so... Hi, Cherish. <laughs> Hi, Cherish. There you go. Um, she's so feminist and so like on the right side of things. And like we talked about it before and I just know that it like seeing this happen in her own backyard because she's from a state which is very red, very Republican. And I just know that it's like... It's difficult for me to see it being here, Mm-mm. to be there, and to live through it. Mm. I can't even imagine how painful that experience is. Girl, get out of there. <laughs> seriously, run. Like, it's only going to get worse. Uh, no, seriously. it's. But you know what gets me more than anything? What? It started with Roe v. Wade, and Don't. then it's just it's whipped everyone up and thought oh fuck we got rid of abortion now let's just push for everything else yeah because... no for real they're like if we can do that we can do anything like they're let's not gonna target stop the groups we after... hate. they're not gonna stop after they've completely fucked over the lgbtq plus community because then it'll mm-hmm. be contraception and then it'll be honestly then it'll be things like interracial marriage oh yeah there's already been calls go, for like, it back in time i've heard i've heard about that and obviously like gay marriage as well like it's insane like contraception is mad it's all just like what the fuck is happening like I'm so scared of America when I was little you know when you're little you sort of buy into the American dream thing yeah because that's where all the like famous people are from like I was like I want to live in America and then honestly the minute I got to an age where I understood anything I was like, oh no, <laughs> I never <laughs> want to go there. That sounds like a very scary place. <laughs> so, and I, I stand by that. I, I, I if you live, hope. if you live there, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. But then it's the mad bad. thing is as well, though, that like it's such a land of extremes because there's places like New York, California, um, That's true. Illinois, Washington, where 
these people exist, don't get me wrong, but the overarching view is so on the right side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such it's that's what baffles me so much about the states is just how much of a land of contrast it really is. But that's what also what scares me because that to me you you sounds like the start of a like a civil war. <laughs> like when you have two extremes, they clash. They yeah. clash bad. So I don't know. I'm worried for for a lot of people in the states, especially in those those states where they're yeah you know on the right side of things because things are seeping through a little bit into yeah. to, to other states scary scary times indeed it is and this is why pride community. is so important oh god yeah especially for trans mm. people trans non-binary people because the thing as someone who lives under the non-binary umbrella mm-hmm. um trans and non-binary people we have to deal with shit from other gay people as well it's like yeah there are it it baffles me just how many transphobic gay people there are looking at you turfs yeah literally i'm no i'm sorry i I can't with the turfs and the do you want to break down what a turf is for anyone that doesn't know ellie yeah sure it's a trans exclusionary feminist um i had a debate actually yesterday where we were sort of arguing over whether turf is a term that they call themselves or whether it's put on somebody um and i was sort of on the side of they often like call are quite happy to like label themselves as a turf because i've mm-hmm. as a journalist been into these like facebook groups where they're all quite happy yeah. to claim that um but obviously as with any term people can throw it at people obviously so I, I thought it was a really silly conversation no offense to the person who I was <laughs> having that debate with but it was um so yeah basically it's a it's a feminist that usually women who are like middle-aged or older uh, tends to be the trend not everybody um who their feminist ideology excludes trans rights I mean that's that's it in a nutshell. Well, the the basis is they don't see trans women as women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they often use a term called gender critical. Yes, that's what they love to call themselves. Apparently, that sounds better. Yeah, which so I'm going to give everyone a little history lesson now. Okay, go and for completely it. debunk the turf anti-trans ideology that floats around. Yes, please. So the whole thing is, they're like, right, well, trans people can't be real because they basically think that everyone's trying to deny biological sex. Mm -hmm. They think that the trans and non-binary community and people in favour of us and our rights and our rights just exist as fucking human beings, which is what we are. Um, They think the whole thing is, we're trying to say that biological sex doesn't matter, it's not real, and everything is just about gender. Mm -hmm. When in reality... Trans and non-binary people, we are more abundantly aware of biological sex than anyone else because we have to deal with it and then think, how does that make me feel? Does that match up with what I am in my head? Does that match up with what everyone has told me I am for my entire life? And then sometimes we go, hmm, no. Even though I've got boy parts, I don't really feel like a boy. So what do I do about that? Do I just go around saying I'm a boy even though I know I'm not one? And... It also comes to me from a place of massive cultural superiority and honestly white supremacy because 
being a turf or being someone that denies um gender divergence essentially you buy into a judeo or not even judeo just a christian idea of gender and ignore the fact that around the world there are so many different conceptions of gender and how many genders there are the reason i just excluded judeo in that term is because the torah actually recognizes i believe it's either six or seven different genders legally in the days of the Prophet Muhammad, there were a community called the Makhanaf, who were the effeminates. They were men that dressed and behaved like women, and there was a whole debate about where they should pray in the mosque so that everyone is oh, respected and comfortable. Yep, whole conversation. Obviously, Hijra exists, which is what I am, their gender mm-hmm. in Hinduism. Um, across Pacific Islander cultures, there's people like the Fatafine, who are present in Tongan culture. Um, and there's the, I forget the word for it now, but there's a similar concept in Hawaiian culture. I'm sorry, um, I just kind of flashed back to my mum. <laughs> I'm so sorry when he, when he said he tried. Can I just tell the story? I'm so sorry. Oh my sorry, God, yes, mom. please. <laughs> I'm so sorry, so mum. This had us, this had us cackling <laughs> an hour, but my mum. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to be able to hear Hitra ever again without thinking about this. I'm so sorry. My mom's ruined it for me. She was, was on holiday and uh, she was on holiday and she was at Elton John night, which is like a tribute act for Elton John. And there was um this, uh see, I don't know who they were, but mum sort of said that they were either gay or potentially trans but I don't this is my mom saying this so I have no idea definitely don't want to misgender anybody and she's probably wrong anyway she said that I would have loved them because my mom thinks that if they are LGBTQ I'm I'm just gonna love them because I'm liberal which is very cute but also strange um anyway she goes up to she decides to go up to them um and opens the conversation with like something like your makeup is snatched because she remembers me saying that in 2016 (laughs) she got a bit too excited because I don't think she sees many like gays in the wild these days I I don't think she sees like anybody who looks different and I know this person was wearing like drag inspired makeup so my mum gets all like oh my god my daughter has a feminist magazine and her 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 friend (laughs) her friend is a hijab it sent me so much when Ellie oh sent me goodness. the voice note of this. And um, she also was like, yeah, that's a part of that LQTJ community. Like, <laughs> fucked that up as well. Like, I bless her, she was excited. I'm probably a bit drunk, but mum, no excuse for <laughs> calling Adam a heat job. You know what? I don't take it with any sort of negativity. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the energy was correct, even if the terminology was a little yeah. bit misplaced. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Don't worry. She's been corrected and she's highly embarrassed. But um oh, no, so I decided to say it on I'm the sure, podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that person took it in good nature. I'm sure they were a little bit confused when <laughs> Okay, that's just walked up. They were just like she's got a friend who's a hijabi, okay. <laughs> okay, that's nice. But, um, I mean, I cover my hair when I go to the temple, so... So technically... <laughs> you know, she was... She was entirely wrong. <laughs> um, oh, mum, I'm so sorry, but I had to share that. But, you know, shout out to her. We love that energy. We love people that... And this is something that I always say. I I love people that are excited to get to know us and learn about us and our way of life and just... 
the queer community in general. And I think that most queer people, at least queer people that have probably been you know, out for a little bit of a bit a bit of time. I've been out for 13 years now. Um, so you know, I've been I've been I've been out as long as people have been alive who are in high school now, which is terrifying to think about. Um that is a bit but, scary. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it really is. We're the um, same age, so that's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> literally. But like, I've, um, you know, I've been out for a while. I'm very comfortable in my skin to like take questions in good nature and like, you know, people's sort of enthusiasm because interactions like that, they're so well-intentioned. It's like, how could you really be mad when there's so many people in the world that I'm sorry, but they just plain facedly hate us. Yeah, one hundred. Oh, do you want to know a cheeky thing that I did? <laughs> oh my god, go on. In honor of Pride, um, I told my my mum, me and my mum, we kind of like the same sort of books. We love a rom com and stuff like that. So we often like share like reads, recommended reads with each other. And I put her on a, a sapphic read for Pride <laughs> without telling. Oh my god, Because yes! I knew she would have been like, oh, like it's not that she has a problem with it, but I feel like she just would have been like, oh, I don't know if it's like my. She wants she wants a bit of Mills and Boom, you know. Anyway, oh. it was um the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, right? Yeah. And she loved it. And I was like, yes. And there's such a big, like, sort of pride theme to especially the second half of that book. So I was like so happy that she loved it. Oh well, we love that. And we love the little <laughs> cheeky book recommendation in the midst of all that too. Anyway, I have a really important question to ask you. Okay. What would your drag name be? <laughs> Okay, so part of me would be tempted just to go with my Hindu name, like Sarah's thing, and just be like a model name queen. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of kind of slays. I mean, she's the goddess of art and knowledge, so like. Oh, okay, that massively slays. But then I kind of like the idea of because I'd want to do something that pays credence to Bollywood and Shakira, because drink everybody. I've mentioned Shakira this episode. Drink. <laughs> Um, so Ashwarya Rai is a Bollywood actress with blue eyes, um, has very similar colored eyes to me. So I'd be tempted to be like Ashwarya and then last name Mubarak, which is Shakira's last name. Oh, isn't that the um Eid greeting? Eid Mubarak, yeah. Oh, cool, that's pretty cool. I forget exactly what it means in Arabic, but it's, I think it means like peace or welcome or something like that yeah because i'm pretty sure the greeting it means like i'm like wishing you a peaceful ramadan yeah yeah i think it is <laughs> well i know that peace in arabic is salama which is like where the word islam comes from like the religion of peace salama right 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 um i don't know any muslims or anyone from an arab background let us know i should really know that given that it's shakira's name <laughs> well at least shakira you got something to look up grace, now though. i know that oh that's pretty cool okay they they kind of they kind of slay fully support your drag names i think i'd be glamnesia because i've got a terrible memory oh my god i love that glamnesia but at least i look good while having a terrible memory <laughs> i kind of love that though i can see i can actually see you being like a pretty cool afab queen oh that would be really cool actually like i could because like the makeup would be flawless first of all i need. Mean, i'm a bit out of like... practice but I would but get I back. I feel like the songs you would choose to perform would be pretty cool. Like, I feel like you would Damn pick right. really good. I feel like you would do really good picks. Yeah. Obviously. See, like, <laughs> obviously Charlie XCX would be going on. 
Oh, of course. But like, of I course. could see you doing like Stars Are Blind, Paris Hilton, Energy, and oh like, my god, basically anything that's going to be on the Barbie soundtrack. I could see you doing that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, have you heard the new song that Dooley put out for the soundtrack? Yes. Like, the amount it's of so sleigh, good. The amount it's of so surf, good. Honestly, world record for the biggest sleigh of all time. I feel on my hype playlist i've got that and i now have your kylie recommendation oh my god padam padam oh that is a that's one of the best song recommendations i've had recently that is a bop i feel that song in my like in my soul every time i hear it it's (laughs) It's like transformative i ascend (laughs) we all do well done, Kylie. I'm like, welcome back. Oh Happy to have you. For real. For real. Uh, she just, this is the thing, actually, talking about gay icons, right? Mm. This is like, I'm so happy to have a whole conversation just about this. Oh, me too. Like, Kylie is like, to me, a quintessential gay icon because she's just such a dynamic performer. But um, I adore Kylie. She's She is like one of the ones that I grew up with. My mum was a big Kylie fan. Oh, cool. I actually remember this is like a really funny story. So I was actually in Cubs, like the preamble to being a scout, which I mean, who would have guessed from me, right? <laughs> yeah, no. But um, no idea. I remember the first day that I was like a little like seven year old or however old you are when you join Cubs. And all the other boys like asked me like, what music do you like expect me to say? Like, I don't know. Whatever was big with boys back then, like Green Day. <laughs> Yeah, literally, like, Smash Mouth, whatever. And I was just like, I like Kylie, and I like Madonna. <laughs> because I just I just liked what my mum listened to, and that was it. It was a lot of Kylie, a lot of Madonna, a bit of Cher was going on. I mean, you, like, you have good taste, is, that's all I hear yeah. from this story. <laughs> that's the thing, like, my mum actually jokes that she made me gay in utero, because she just, <laughs> she has such a gay music taste, like, your mom all like the greats <laughs> madonna madonna kylie tina turner sure oh, rest in peace yeah rest in peace tina that that death hit me hard oh yeah yeah that was that was a rough one i mean i i was literally streaming like proud mary and river deep mountain high for days after oh yeah i i'm pretty sure it must have rocketed the streams <laughs> oh yeah for sure but um and as it should you know I really want to go and see Tina now, like, the stage production. Oh, yeah, me too. It's going to be sold out, though, for ages now. I know. As it should, again. But hopefully it, that also means it'll be on for longer. Ooh, oh, yeah, it definitely will. Could you imagine if they were, like, cancelled <laughs> right after she died? That'd be awful. Oh, my God, we should try and get tickets. Oh, oh we definitely could as well. Oh, yay. Let's I mean, we, um, me and Ellie tried to get tickets for Loreen. And they sold out in seconds, and I'm so very, sad. very bitter because I just know it's people that have like jumped on the Lorene train after she won Eurovision for the second time. I've been a stan of Lorene since she won the first time. I didn't even, I don't even remember her winning. It's mad, uh, but she's like a bi queen, and she was like, and you know yes. what? At the time, I think maybe I went like full camp. I went too campy. Like I was very excited for Eurovision. And I was just like living for like Norway and Belgium. Yeah. Um, but then since 
I'm like, no, deserved win, deserved win. She's been on, that was the third one that's on my hype playlist. Mm. Um, I've just been really loving that song. That too. Really, yeah, yeah, it's really grown on me so much. I can't explain what it is because I was listening to that song before. Like, I even knew she was doing Eurovision again. Just like, I've kept You're up so with cool. her music. I know, <laughs> that's just me. I'm like, I'm not like other girls. I just knew about Lorene <laughs> before anyone else did. But actually, my favourite song from her came out a few years ago. It's called I'm In It With You. It's like, the video is perfection. Like, everyone go stream that right now. Like, get on it. Um, But since watching it live, I cannot explain it, but that song is like crack to me. Like, I have to listen to it about... 12 times a day to even feel sane <laughs> honestly it's been like it's literally been like um a montage in my head of me like first hearing it going like oh yeah it's okay and then like the next time like bobbing my head and then the next time and then like literally today I'm like shouting it in the shower <laughs> for real like oh it just scratches a part of my brain that yeah. nothing else is scratching right now and I can't explain it but just literally. I, I, I love Lorene she has like such a I love how this has become like a chat about gay icons, which like, as it should. As it should, it's pride. She just has like a quality, like a, a I mean, I know she's like very meditative and like kind of like witchy vibes. Mm. She puts some voodoo in her music because it just, it just hits me different. It hits different. <laughs> no, 100%, 100%. I mean, that, that is a bop. Oh, for real. Who are your like big queer icons then? I'm curious. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I like I one of my favorites is probably Lady Gaga just because we grew up like we are we were in the Lady Gaga era yeah, at the height of her fame. I was fame. just like, gonna say was... we hadn't even talked about Gaga yet, and she's my biggest one. And she's a bi icon as well, so like go off. I well actually no, she is, but she just doesn't talk about it a lot. But I think she just love is love, you know. Um, yeah. But she's. I mean, not only does she have like power anthems that advocate for equality and gay rights and everything you know she, there's action behind what she does as well like she started um, yeah, the Born This Way Foundation doesn't just talk the talk she walks the walk oh she walks the walk plus she has some like iconic phrases and quotes and she's mm. just like all over feminist ally LGBT goddess <laughs> absolutely see like I love what well, I love so much about Gaga. So, I mean, Shakira, you know, my icon of all time. Drink. <laughs> yeah, everyone drink. Get your shots in. <laughs> when Gaga debuted, it was it was just about the time that I was like, okay, but no, I can't just like ignore this. Actually, I'm going to have to come out at some point, lol. Um, and I came out the same year that Born This Way did, like the song iconic that is iconic I'm sorry. i mean the, the timing is just flawless did it have anything to do with it was that a coincidence or did you it hear it and go i'm didn't. coming out i will i will tell you my coming out story in a minute because it's really funny i would love to hear it actually. Um, oh my god i don't think i know it yeah i don't talk about it very often but it's actually really funny <laughs> oh but, my god um, i'm excited but when i first was out of the closet you know kids were mean and i was figuring shit out and I was really grateful to Shakira because of all of her advocacy for education that made me appreciate that school is important and appreciate the luxury of having an education that was free and provided for me. Mm-hmm. But Shakira made me appreciate school because I had to be there. Gaga mm-hmm. made me appreciate myself in a new kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
we didn't really have queer representation the way we have it now then mm. i mean the amount of times i got compared to kurt from glee which like oh my god no hate to the actor or like the character but just i just never saw myself in them it was just because i was a femme gay guy and everyone was just like oh you are exactly the same i know that's such a basic thing to say as well at least it pick really someone original <laughs> yeah so gaga was kind of like for me she was my representation in the media it, she was mm. someone that was interested in fashion and art and being creative and being different and doing her own thing and that's kind of where I got a lot of my early confidence from it was sort of like channeling Gaga a little bit and I feel like that is for our what you are saying now speaks to for a whole generation yeah absolutely and she was my first concert actually really oh I still haven't seen her I'd love to see her though she's really good not only that though but also for women and for body image and oh for sex- gosh, like yes, absolutely. sexuality like the amount of things that she basically made okay for our generation yeah, she, is insane she saw i think i don't know if this was a conscious decision but she she kind of felt like an antidote to the 2000s where honestly there was a lot of really toxic body image and misogyny and homophobia that was laced into our culture that was normalized that's exactly what I was thinking. I just didn't have the words. She was like an antidote to that. She, she was, was like the transitioning point. Yeah, a disruptor. Exactly. Yeah, because when Gaga started talking about gay people and our rights and, you know, basically shout, giving us a shout out for really kind of building a career, which we've done for a lot of female artists, especially, mm. you know, we kind of, one thing about the queer community is we do kind of have quite a big amount of sway in pop music, especially for women in pop music. Mm-hmm. Because if the gays, if the gay, if you, resonate with the gays you will always have a career i mean she um she really advocated for us when it wasn't cool to do it because there's a lot of artists that do it now like you know taylor swift did it for a bit and you know a lot of artists have done it and i appreciate the shout out and the time taken but gaga did it when it was like this still was not really in vogue Mm. and she was just nope these people have said i'm cool and her about me and I want to reciprocate that and she you know she really sort of set the groundwork for a lot of people because you know Madonna did it before um and Cher did it before but at that time there was not really anyone current that was having that conversation she really reignited the idea that we still need to have this conversation and I think she pushed it further as well because absolutely I think even a lot of like gay icons before the 2000s they were a, a lot of them were great advocates for like the gay community and even the lesbian community but anything else sometimes I ha- like I'm trying to think of examples now but, but I, there I, wasn't I, a lot of conversation about trans people there's no or anybody else really and so, bisexuality wasn't on the radar yeah okay I think I'm getting confused is it Cher who has a trans yeah kid, she does and she and her she, son is trans and she like battled with that for just a little bit and then was like fine with it but there was a moment where she was like yeah and i mean of all the people to have as like a parent if you're going to be a trans person i mean shares a pretty good one to be handed but obviously you know she was born in like 1946 i think yeah so it's always going to be a bit different but yeah. lady gaga really like she she changed the game like she really like no she really did she really did. So I love her. I, do you know what? Because music resonates me so, 
music resonates with me. I'm like skipping words and stuff. Am I okay today? <laughs> this is like the eighth time I've done She's just so excited about Pride. I'm, yeah. I am. I'm <laughs> genuinely. Wait, you know that meme where it's like, ally. <laughs> That's me right now. Say, um, Val- say ally, Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> That's me right now. Um, because music resonates with me so much. A lot of like my like queer icons are like singers because I just yeah me too. like Janelle Monet and um even Miley Cyrus at the moment I'm I'm like Miley is a big one I love Miley yeah and then also like I'm loving the newer ones that are popping up but like I would sell my soul for Dylan Mulvaney honestly oh my god I adore her protect her at all costs all costs <laughs> like, I love I, Dylan I would lay my life down <laughs> um and um Alok who I've only recently found out about as you know oh yeah I love Alok I've followed Alok for a long time now that yeah there's so many amazing um like influencers and activists that are sort of popping up recently that I'm just completely in awe of that I'm just like wow you are incredible and those are definitely some yeah no I love that I think I think for me like the classics like Dolly Gaga Cher like they're big ones for me those three especially yeah I think sure actually another big one for me is Laverne Cox oh I love Laverne Cox because I'm a big Orange New Black fan I was obsessed with that show when it came out and when it was 2013 that that show debuted so 10 years ago now wow and yeah and I had very little cognizance of trans people because I just I was never exposed to it and like you know that conversation had not really started to happen yet mm-hmm. and Laverne kind of showed me that like oh maybe I'm not just a cis gay guy and mm-hmm. obviously I don't identify as transgender but you know I identify under sort of the trans non-binary umbrella mm-hmm. and she kind of wasn't role model for me to be like oh actually it's you know people do exist that aren't no cis men and women this is why representation is so important yeah really like and sometimes I have to like remind myself of like just how important representation has been for me because Mm. you know I always kind of want to with the things that I write be a voice for people that think and feel like me and they'll have experiences like me mm-hmm. and sometimes I kind of think ah Adam no one cares like shut up just shut your mouth bitch and oh. then and then I kind of think well actually no because I've had people come up to me before and say that I inspired them to come out or be more open with themselves and I mean that's always a very like disarming conversation to have in person it always makes me feel very uncomfortable mm, yeah um, because I'm just like <laughs> but um but then I realized actually no representation matters and that's again another reason why I try to treat every day like my pride because if I walk through the world prideful of who I am and comfortable with who I am then maybe someone will see that I'd be like if they can do it I can do it too yeah no 100% it's how I feel about on the topic of representation like I can relate in a sense to like for example, brat dolls. You know, I was like obsessed with brats. Yeah. But you know, there was only ever white dolls. Like, what Barbie is white, and then even when they came out with a black Barbie, you know, as amazing as that was, I still did not see myself in anything that was yeah. out there. And then brats came out, and we had like Yasmin and Sasha, and I was like, Jayden, you know what? Yeah. 
I feel like I can be like the Paris Hiltons of the world. Like I can enjoy fashion and I can be yeah, cool exactly. and I can be, you know, and I feel that's why representation is so important. It really is. And Bratz I... popped off with representation, especially for like being an early 2000s like product. They really oh, popped yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I One day we will most definitely do an episode about this because the... It's it's actually such a feminist thing that happened, but also the story behind like the lawsuit between Bratz oh, and Barbie, so and the way Barbie tried to like replicate the like Bratz aesthetic and it, how it flopped is so embarrassing. It's amazing. It's like such the an amazing story. Of, like Barbie in general is really interesting to me, but that moment with Bratz and like the disruptor again, like another disruptor, like so cool to me. Like I love that stuff. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Speaking um, of disruption, do you want to hear about my coming out story? Yes, yes. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> so I was twelve. Um, you know, Papa, Papa Adam. But the thing is, like, girl, I knew that I was tutti frutti from like the womb. <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, I was there in like 2004 shaking around like a hotel resort in Greece to Shakira's English <laughs> album that's where the Shakira <laughs> love started as well actually <laughs> yeah that's an indicator I'm not gonna lie yeah, it really is and you know what she she is a gay icon she's not been the most vocal about LGBTQ plus conversations but you know she's shown support here and there I get why she's less vocal about it because when especially when she debuted because you know 90s Colombia very Catholic country kind of had to hold the line a little bit more but um you know I was shaking my little touche round to Shakira I always knew but when I got a bit older I was like oh fuck this is like an actual thing now like I can't just like because I did for a while think oh you know it'll be fine I'll just marry a girl and you know obviously at that age hadn't really considered the whole biological aspects of being gay I was like you know I'll just marry a girl the stalk will come it's fine (laughs) you know um But as I got a bit older, I was like, mm, no, that's not really going to work. I kind of want to have a boyfriend at some point. And so I I knew, and I, I had this little thing under my hat, and I thought, right, well, high school's going to be a, a shit show. So let's just wait until we go to college. And that was always in the back of my head, like, right, just wait till college, wait till college, wait till college. I told myself, like, right, it'll be fine. You'll be away from most of the dickheads at that point, you know. It'll be a different sort of game, which um, it's sad that I had to think that. But that was like my internal monologue whenever I thought about it. It's like, wait till college, wait till college, wait till college. Oh, I think that was quite a popular train of thought. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, a lot of people do get there as well and like come out when they're older. Like most of my gay friends came out when they were like 16, 17, 18, some like into the 20s. And obviously people come out at like all ages. So what changed for you? So it was actually, I didn't decide to come out. I came out in the spur of the moment decision. Oh. So this was around the time that I think the very first rumblings of gay marriage were being discussed. This was like 2010 and it came to effect like a few years later, like 2014. So I think Mm -hmm. like the first sort of like whispers of it were happening. And me, my sister, my mum and my grandmother had gone out for some lunch and my grandmother, being, you know, an older person, didn't really appreciate it. And 
was not very pleased about that. Uh, it might not have been gay marriage, but it was something to do with gay people. And she was just like, it's disgusting. I think it's wrong. Um, you know, like, I really don't agree with it. Like, it's not natural. And I was sat there and I was just like, oh, this isn't a great feeling. Mm-mm. But me being me and wanting to be contra- a contrarian and disruptive and argumentative, I was just like, you should really be careful about who you speak about. You know, you never know where like a gay gay person's gonna be. I think my answer something to the effect <laughs> I mean, of like my answer something to the effect of like, oh, I don't care, say to the face. And I was like, well, you are you just did. <laughs> and like, oh my god, my mom and my sister were just like, oh, like, like, no surprises there, bitch. <laughs> But but what happened? What happened next? I don't remember the immediate fallout of that conversation. I think I just she just went very quiet, and I'm I can say this now because we're we have a decent relationship. But like she mm-hmm. did not speak to me for six months. Oh wow, wow. Um, That's I think she rough. just. I mean, as a twelve year old, it wasn't the best experience to have. No, but no, no, I was no. really lucky that my mom, dad, sister, they were all just like they didn't make it a big deal at all. Um, and I, I knew that when I came out, whenever it was going to be, that they would be fine with it. I never had a fear about my family having a problem with it because they already knew. I like I was. You'd given just... them years of warning. <laughs> <laughs> the wrist was limp from birth, like. <laughs> but the caveat of coming out at that age is, as much as your home life can be great, at school, you know high school and a catholic high school in a northern mill town it was a little it was interesting let's say that there was a lot of bullying to be honest um and like i said like there was there wasn't a lot of representation like gaga was the alpha and omega of representation for someone like me at that time really Mm -hmm. you know she kind of well she was like a beacon for all of us at that time Mm-hmm. And the only other queer person I knew was my ex-girlfriend who came out as a lesbian like the basically the exact same time I came out as gay. <laughs> it's like, shout out to you, Rachel, if you're listening. You were a great beard. I'm sure I was a great beard to you for that time because we both knew. Oh, that's amazing. No, but, true um, beards. Yeah, no, for reals. And it the school did nothing to help either, like... They were, mm. they, if anything, they actually doubled down on being homophobic, which was not great. I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. No, I can't say I'm surprised. But you know what? It made me develop a wicked sense of humour <laughs> and really thick skin. Yeah, you're strong as hell. And I'm kind of glad that I went through that, like, I've been happy about me being gay when I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Because I say this with the most amount of love. When a lot of people come out, it's like the topic of everything for a while because they're still Mm -hmm. figuring it out and they're navigating it and that can be really painful and awkward to do when you're an adult yeah I kind of threw it in with all the awkwardness of like puberty and being a teenager anyway Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like I don't think it's for everyone but I'm pretty glad that I came out when I did yeah oh I love that that was a really nice coming out story I'm glad that cause arguments guys it's great (laughs) one that was kind of a sleigh response. What a comeback. And it was two, a pound I'm, move. It was a 100% a pound move. But two, I'm really glad that that relationship healed relatively quickly as well. And your family. Yeah. 
accepting as well, it especially was, um, back then. Yeah, I mean, it. Like, this was, yeah, 2010. So the mm. world was, it It feels crazy to say it, you know, because we obviously we both remember 2010 clearly. But the world was a very different place back then. And yeah. this, the, actually, the sad thing is, though, is that when I went back to school as a teacher a few years ago, 2021, 20, 2020 to 2021, I was teaching. It wasn't as bad, but there were still quite a lot of problems in regards to like, queer people in schools. Mm. Um, That was pretty sad to see because I was, you kind of hope that in like 10 years time, things had got better, but they just, they haven't really they've not got to where they need to get at least mm. yeah and I mean, that's another reason why pride's important because it, there's still a lot of work to be done exactly exactly it's reminding me of like that conversation that was had recently about drag brunches with kids which was yeah. i think i was saying this to felix earlier i think that's probably the most ridiculous conversation it's so fucking of stupid. the year like to me that's the, the standout one of being the most ridiculous because if anyone if any one of them who had a problem with it just went to one they would i think they'd understand immediately how inoffensive and actually lovely it is for the kids (laughs) right they talk about protecting kids from like being molested and groomed they're worried about the wrong men in dresses i'm sorry but if i had a kid and i could either leave my kid in a room full of men or like cis straight men or a room full of drag queens i would 100 percent feel way more comfortable leaving my kid in a room full of drag queens exactly. <laughs> any day any day I'd choose that room but it's like the thing that annoys me about the whole drag brunch and like is drag for children conversation it's like saying is music for children is television for children it's like there are some drag artists who absolutely are not for children but there are drag performances that are designed specifically for, for children. children it's a diverse art form you know I've seen drag performers literally staple things to their body on stage. <laughs> oh my god! And like set fire to parts of their body, like and you oh know do god. like really like crazy batshit stuff that for me is a bit like okay, that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. But then I've also seen drag queens literally have a fucking Elsa dress on and do let it go from Frozen. <laughs> which like the only difference is that that person is not assigned female at birth doing that. Versus a child party performer. That's the only difference. But you know why it was a particularly stupid conversation for us here in the UK? It's because we have, without knowing, celebrated drag as a general public for years because of pantomime. And every single year there's a drag performer within a pantomime. And that's for kids. So it was like... Panto is riddled with drag queens. It's. I mean, it is what... That's what's so magic about it. Every single panto has a drag queen. It's just they didn't say it just wasn't classed as drag queens. Yeah, like, it just before. exactly. And but honestly, it was the stupidest conversation that ha- that's happened like, this year. Everyone, I don't think people would bat an eyelid at you know. Have you seen the video for "I Want to Break Free" by Queen, where Freddie Mercury's and like yeah. the wig and like hoovering? Of course, I don't iconic. think. Yeah, I don't think anyone would look at that and have a problem with a child seeing it. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think so. Yeah, literally, or like. I'm trying to think of another example now, but they have no issue with looking at it when the joke is that it's a man in a dress. Mm. But when it's a man in a dress, or just a person in a costume, really, Mm. 
but they're doing something that is decidedly queer and vocally queer. That's where the rub is. Because mm. as much as Freddie Mercury, queer icon, may he rest in peace forever. I love that man. Um, you know, Another he icon. was very aggratiated to a straight audience. Mm. because at, at that time he couldn't have really you know pushed the boat out more with queer representation than he already did yeah um, i love bohemian rhapsody that was a really good uh, representation really good of his, yeah 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 loved it yeah i would like to know what your favorite like gay anthems lgbtq plus anthems are Ooh. right so <laughs> I mean, some of the classics believe by sure, like can't go wrong with. I mean, I'm coming out by Diana Ross. That's but, obvious. Oh, obvious, yeah. But I love like, I mean, there's so many. I have a divas playlist on Spotify, and it's literally like twelve hours long, <laughs> and it's just okay. Stacked. If you have to pick, like your your like three standout songs, like at the moment, say. Oh, at the moment, okay. Well, it, could be, it could be something you're into that's from, like, 20 years ago, but, like, what are you, like... Yeah, but, like, what I'm vibing with right now. Yeah. Um. So, Tattoo Love by Loreen. <laughs> yeah, I think because I'm... Same. Yeah. Um, Padam Padam, because, obviously. Same. <laughs> and, honestly, I'm still vibing with Shakira's Visa Rap Session from January, and for any of you that don't know... And um, we actually have an article about it. I wrote, I think we plugged it on one of the previous episodes, but you know, to check it out, you got some context. Basically, Shakira went scorched earth on her ex and he completely deserved it. And we love, we stan, we worship <laughs> at her feet. Um, But I, I love so much queer music though. Like so many queer artists. We've actually got an article coming out about some queer artists that we're going to spotlight um like rena sayama is one that i really love um peach prc she's another one like oh great yeah music. i do you know what i've been following her since like day dot like since when me too she, i i feel like so proud of her she's come such a long yeah. way i was following her when she was still like before she had the like moment that she, that's in her new song where like yeah. she's she stopped stripping like Oh, from then she's like, mad talented oh she's incredibly talented i remember she seeing her first live performance and it kind of flopped oh. a bit because she was so nervous yeah. but now know, she's I like amazing bad. live like she's so good live now oh she's so yeah cool. she's great she's so she's so crazy talented and like oh god there's just so many actually one that i really really fuck with is mm-hmm. lemon from rupaul's drag race she does rap music and it's really good it's like i don't think i've heard i don't think i know she's from canada's drag race so that might oh, okay be, that, okay yeah no like, i don't watch that one she does crazy good rap music like she's Ooh. only got a handful of songs out but she rides a beat like she was born to it like it's incredible it's insane okay. how good her flows are say no more i will definitely look that up later i'm always a bit like okay drag music like it's gonna be like a certain caliber <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some, very similar. <laughs> there are some that are really good. Like, Trixie Mattel's music is really good. I've not really heard Trixie Mattel's music. If you like country music, it's really good. Oh, that's like the See, one genre I just don't fuck with very much, aside from some Dolly songs. Oh, I love I love me a bit of country. Really? I just, I think I come from, like, my, the music I grew up with, my family is all very, like, soulful. Um, 
it's like soul and Motown and funk and I love even, that I can so, see why you enjoy Janelle Monet so much then because that's oh, very yeah. her vibe yeah yeah I, I love her it's in fact all of the music that my family loves is all very like rooted in in like black culture which I love um anything mm. that stems from it like jazz and now like neo soul and R&B and even hip-hop like the occasional hip-hop like that's me that's I love yeah. that stuff so Absolutely. much Absolutely, another icon that we don't talk about enough um I don't know if she was openly queer or not but Nina Simone of like that <gasps> sort of ilk is massive oh, to me and yeah. obviously mostly known as a civil rights icon for the black community but just her music i i love that like and i'm saying this without wanting to go into a stereotype here but i love the anger in her music mm. and just oh, how the, she just, the emotion yeah she just she just was fed up with that shit oh yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. i really relate to that because as much as i'm a very happy go lucky person mm. we talked about this in the mental health episode actually you know mm-hmm it gets tiring and sometimes I just get really pissed off that we're in 2023 and we're still having conversations about can children look at drag queens are trans women women do trans women or like non-binary people want to rape me if they go into a fucking woman's toilet oh don't that's like the oh like I'm sorry but buy some bricks and logs build a bridge get the fuck over yourselves if that's what you're actually doing <laughs> like a message to anyone that really thinks that that's why we want to go pee in a toilet that makes us more comfortable i like i use women's toilets when they're there because i don't feel safe in a man's toilet because when i'm out and about i'm not dressed like a man i don't look like a man i don't behave like a man but this is this is it i was literally having this conversation yesterday it's it's that turfs love to talk big up women's safety and talk about this exact this is their biggest i think point that they want to talk about is the safety in women's spaces yeah yeah. but the problem is they they you can't you can't have this conversation without like being an ally and like supporting the lives of other humans because look i'm not saying that women have it easy because we don't we're feminists like that's literally what we fight for of course not but if you if you want to look at things comparatively, trans people have it much harder and feel a lot less safe in men's like spaces and bathrooms or non-women's spaces than women do, <laughs> to be honest. So it's like if we're gonna have this conversation, let's talk about the safety of trans people because it's 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 within the same conversation, but they never want to exactly. talk about that. It's and it's it's because they don't care. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, what I'm saying. That's the long and short of it is they don't see trans and non-binary people as human beings. Exactly. Because if they exactly. did and sat and thought about it for two seconds, they wouldn't have the views that they do. But obviously, mm. they do have the views that they do because they don't acknowledge our humanity, and that's mm. what I find so frustrating. Because as much as I vehemently disagree mm. with a lot of different people out there, I would never deny someone's humanity. No, no, me neither. And that's the thing that we never get in return because the argument of people who are feminists and trans allies and queer activists and people who support like BLM and racial justice, our conversation is about making the parameters for what it means to be a human being wider. Mm. And the opposite or the opposition is that they want to keep that parameter very small they want to reduce Mm. it to cis white people essentially and usually cis white men obviously turfs don't necessarily agree with that but 
they don't want to include trans and non-binary people and honestly queer people more generally because Mm. I know there are a lot of queer people who would do identify as TERFs which first of all if that's you look in the fucking mirror and sort your head out (laughs) um or if you're gender critical (sighs) I will critique your agenda (laughs) yes clap back yeah that that's the thing it's like I was saying before as well literally gender divergence has existed as long as people have there is evidence Forever. going back to fucking pre-human species of it there's been different and there's still different species today and that was queerness is everywhere and people just it's uh, such a fundamental part it. of life whether it's through their like their own personal ideology whether it's through their religious beliefs it people just are it's more like they're in denial and it it ruins the lives of other people and you know what on that note which is probably a great note to sort of finish it off on is that today or this month is a great reminder to our fellow feminists that you cannot be a true feminist without being intersectional like you you can't just support one type of woman because that's not feminist feminism is about equality for all women which means you have to fight for the rights of women of color of women of of you know women who have disabilities women who are in the lgbt community like you can't just do one type of woman because that's just not feminism so call yourself something else and fuck off (laughs) (laughs) no that's just you just summed it up perfectly because I always say this, if it's shit for one of us, it's shit for us all. Exactly. Because yeah. there's that there's that Reach. quote from the, I think it's about the Holocaust. So I think I might have mentioned this on this podcast before, but it always really resonates with me. And it's like, mm-hmm. at first they came for the Jews, I didn't care because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the Catholics, I didn't care because I wasn't a Catholic. And they came for the Slavs and the trade unionists and the Romani. And then they came for me. And when they came for me, no one was around to care because it all been taken already. And it's it's the thing, it's like Reach. Yes. on the most basic level, it's in your selfish interest <laughs> to care about other people because if you belong to any kind of group that is not literally cis, straight, white, middle class to wealthy Christian or atheist men in the Western world without disability, you do not stand a chance of truly living with dignity if you sit by idly while other people who also don't fit into that very privileged bracket of society. Mm. Preach. Preach. <sighs> On that note, yeah. pride, everybody. Enjoy Happy pride. it. If have you're going fun. to pride, like, literally have the best time ever. We've just oh, come out with an great. article. Um On our website, you can find every single pride event that's happening in the UK and all in date order all linked to the website so that you can literally go directly to the event and you can sign up um and as well as a few like spotlighted events that we particularly really like i um, personally recommend manchester pride that's my local of course. pride and it's <laughs> it is in my opinion the best in the country i'd need to go to all of them i i have no idea oh fun fact london um pride in london is on my birthday this year so i actually think i might go this oh, year oh i love that i know yeah, it's go, meant to be go soak it up i will i'm a bit scared of of um london after covid like i haven't spent enough time there to like i'm mm. <laughs> like the crowds overwhelm me but i might who knows anyway have a great pride 
also a couple notes from me um we have um a new couple well i would say line but it's like a couple of uh new bits of merch that are pride inspired oh yeah it's done by um our designer um like in-house designer and illustrator olga she's absolutely sensational she's such an amazing honestly so talented um so really don't miss out on that and a hundred percent of those profits anything that we get at the end of the month will be donating all of that money to mermaids um in because we just feel like at the moment this year especially with all of just everything that's going on we like need what we were to talking about at the beginning of, of the episode the tea and lgbtq exactly that exactly that um so yeah go check it out it's on our website which is the new um and you yeah, should know our socials by now at the new feminist, <laughs> feminist magazine magazine on... thank you <laughs> on instagram, on instagram. Send and then us the DM rest... if you have anything you want to add, any comments, anything that you want to maybe let us know about, any ideas for future episodes, just let us know. Yeah, 100%. And the rest of our socials are uh, at TNF Magazine. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> um, and yeah, have a great Pride, guys. Happy we'll see you in the next guys. Pride one. Love ya. Bye.